Live from Dago Bitch, California, the infamous Rated R, unadulterated whiskey sick podcast, episode number 72. Hit him with that theme music. While she's on the side, hating faded, laying on the pavement, wasting all of my patience. Come on, you gotta go. go ahead, put your bad self. You gotta get a lot of bag, but I ask now. Come on and get a lot of bag to my hands out. You gotta get a lot of snap, got a man down. Motherfucker, get up. Go ahead, put your bad self. You gotta get a lot of bag, but I ask now. Come on and get a lot of bag to my hands out. You gotta get a lot of snap, got a man down. Why don't you get up? Oh shit. Oh shit. Coming at you, live, chonies and murder champs, sunny San Diego, California, yay, all up in your motherfucking ass, welcome to the Whiskey Sick Podcast, back, back once again. Starting to bang these out, starting to get back on track with with the podcasts, got a fucking flaming ass episode, I got so much shit to talk about today, I might have to... Um, this might be a part one, part two type deal, man. I, I, I was going through the fucking rundown. What happens is during the week, I, uh, you know, in between podcasts, I, I come across shit, uh, usually on Instagram, uh, and just, you know, daily fuckery that I come across, and I just make little notes, you know, for the podcast, and I'm, I'm going through the notes at the end of the day here, uh, before I'm about to hop on here, um, so I get some kind of idea what the fuck I'm gonna do on here, and, uh, I, I was xing shit off. I was like, I'm not gonna have, I'm not gonna have time to talk about gems, fucking gems. I almost had to cross off. I might even have to cross off Bob Kraft over here taking plea deals, plea bargaining and shit. I might have to cross off the Florida Man Challenge. Now that shit's fucking fire. Um, what else do I got on here? Kellen Winslow Jr. You fools know about, I guarantee, I guarantee diggity damn tea y'all don't know about Kellen Winslow Jr. It's some Dago shit. Uh, live Dago representative, uh, the homies. Uh, Rico, what up? Regular listener of the Whiskey Sick Podcast. Rico, the old, uh, Rico's old homie and, and, and his, and his uh, brother Dunny Man used to rock with this motherfucker. Uh, Kellen Winslow Jr. back in the day played some fucking t-ball with this dude. This dude's wilding out like you... you you know, uh, R. Kelly and Jesse Smollett, Smollett, Smollett whatever the fuck. Um, um, what else? All, you know, all the weird shit that's been going on. Um, it's just taking over. Like, this dude, this dude, Kellen Winslow Jr., is out here begging for some goddamn shine. And you got R. Kelly and Jesse Smollett over here doling his shit. He, he's out here begging for motherfucking attention. This motherfucker's out here raping homeless elderly people. Yes, homeless elderly people. See, and I was about to tell you that 
I was going to have to X this motherfucker off the podcast. And now here I am, lead off batting when Kellen Winslow Jr., Raping elderly homeless people. It's not good enough that they uh, they dusty ass bags. They all dusted up. Need some some pledge. You know, pledge them up real quick. You know, shine them up. You know, then do them up that way. No, 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 no. That's just one prerequisite for my man Kellen Winslow Jr. This motherfucker, uh, they gotta be homeless. Uh, they gotta be uh, out back behind uh, Buka de Beppo catching some Z's and shit uh, before he's he's willing to uh, rape you. Um, if y'all don't know who Kellen Winslow who Kellen Winslow is, um, you need to get on that shit. Uh, that's a San Diego uh, legend. Um, I don't fucks with the Chargers. I never did. Um, I don't think they should be in L.A. You've, if you listen to the podcast, you know I've, I've roasted these motherfuckers. Um, but I, I loved having them here. I, I went to there was years where I went to every single game. Had season tickets. The old lady had season tickets. Fucking love going to Chargers games. Kellen Winslow was a Hall of Fame tight end, one of the greatest tight ends, still considered possibly the greatest tight end ever. Wrong. That's Jason Witten, who, by the way, just re-upped with my Dallas Cowboys, who's back, back again. Uh, you know, some say it's Tony Gonzalez. I don't. Some some isn't me. Uh, to me, Jason Witten is the greatest of all time. Kellen Winslow never won shit either, so uh, that can't be a requirement. But anyways, Kellen Winslow Jr., bad motherfucker, one of the best tight ends to ever play the game for the San Diego Chargers. I think it was the Don Coriel years, the, the, the fucking Air Coriel. They had like one of the best offenses ever, like prolific. Yes, the Chargers. Um, and so now he had a son. He, his son, um, I think I want to say they were from Poway, which is where I'm from. I'm from Poway in, in San Diego County. I went to Poway High School. Um, shout out to all the Titans out there. This motherfucker, I don't know if he went there. I think he went somewhere else, but he lived in Poway. Uh, he uh, he played uh, Little League in Poway, so the homies, you know, were on the same Little League team in him as him. Let me look this shit up. This shit, this dude is actually famous for a fucking rant. Let's see if I can find this shit real quick. When he was at the uh, university, he was a hurricane. He was at the University of Miami, and this dude was actually... Uh, um, he was like one of the top. I don't know if he was he was drafted first round. I know he was a first round draft pick. I forget who uh, um, who drafted him. Kellen Winslow Jr. Soldier. Yes, I'm a soldier. Remember that shit. I'm a soldier. Here it is, right here. Let's get this shit. Kellen Winslow Jr. So I'm gonna kill them. You you write that in the paper. You write that. You make money off that. No man, I'm pissed. All y'all take this down. I'm pissed, man. We don't care about nobody except this you. We don't. If I didn't hurt him, he'd hurt me. They're gunning for my legs. I'm gonna come right back at him. They're gunning for my legs. I'm a fucking soldier. Bleeped out. I'm a fucking soldier. I'm a fucking soldier. Yeah, they're coming for my legs. You can see right there that homie was a sociopath, weird ass. He was, this dude, now that I'm thinking about it, was Hernandez probably before Hernandez. This dude was like what Kellen Winslow Sr. was to Kellen Winslow Jr. Kellen Winslow Jr. is to, or was to, Aaron Hernandez. This dude was probably raping homeless people uh, behind the Edwards Theater here in Poway now that I think about it and shit. This dude was probably on, been on that sick shit before Hernandez. He, they, these two's probably politic together. Probably went to Starbucks or, or, or 
fucking some shit like that, shared some croissants together and, and traded notes. Uh, maybe Kellen Winslow Jr. was the mentor, mentoring uh, uh, young Aaron Hernandez, showing him uh, the ways. And then, you know, homeboy Aaron Hernandez developed his own style after a while. But this motherfucker, Kellen Winslow Jr., is out here fucking wild and listening to this shit right here so this dude was already this dude is facing eight felony counts which include kidnapping and raping two homeless women in their 50s quite elderly but he's also raping 77 year olds he was already uh getting locked up for and raping an unconscious 17 year old when he was 19 in 2003 2003 he was on this Tight end, sick shit. Aaron Hernandez out here biting motherfucking styles. We never knew it. We uncovered it now. It's like when uh, 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 when, when uh, Pharrell jacked Marvin Gaye and shit. And Marvin Gaye's family came and fucking said, Nah, that's our fucking music, son. And sued him and shit for uh, copyright infringement. This motherfucker out here raping uh, and pillaging. So he was already, this motherfucker was on... This dude was on uh, bail or some shit. I don't know how you get bail. I don't know when you're raping uh, 50-year-olds and 17-year-olds, how you're ever able to get uh, get bail. Uh, but this dude is now, um, let's see. Let's see. Let's pull this shit up. Uh, yes, here we go. Yes, 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 yes. Ludak. So now he's on, he's on, uh, he's on bail for that shit. And now he's placed on jail. He's placed in jail now without bail on Monday after new charges against him. Alleged that he engaged in a lewd conduct in front of a 77-year-old woman in Southern California gym. This motherfucker's in the steam room and shit, beating off, touching people. Winslow was accused of two counts of lewd conduct along with one count of battery of an elderly. Motherfucker. And willful cruelty to the elderly. This dude out here on some, on some uh, elderly abuse shit. All charges are considered misdemeanors. I don't know how that works. Um, Winslow had been out on bail following an arrest in June, burglary charges. Days later, he was also charged with nine sex crimes. Accused of raping two women in their 50s and breaking into the homes of two other women ages 71 and 86. With the intent of raping them. This mother out, this homie out here raping gilfs. He's gilf, the gilf hunter. Remember the milf hunter? This is the gilf hunter. On, on, on the illegal gilf hunter shit with intent of raping him as well as indecent exposure to a 55-year-old woman. The incidents were alleged to have occurred between March 2018 and June of 2018. He was on a tear. He was originally on bail. He's presented as uh, a judge said he presented a threat to society. Winslow posted $2 million bail. In February, the incident, Winslow is accused of touching himself when asking if the woman liked it while he was exercising. This homie's going to L.A. Fitnesses. He's going to Equinox. He's all up at the YMCA and shit, riding the spin bike, jerking off next to grannies. How you find these grannies at motherfucking L.A. Fitness, 24-hour fitness? Maybe this dude's, you know, he needs the 24-hour access, so he's probably a 24-hour fitness member because you got to be doing this sick shit. You got to catch the early risers, the early bird specials. This homie, <laughs> this homie at 24-hour 24 24-hour 24 fitness catching the early bird fucking special, literally, out there scoping the early bird specials, getting himself the motherfucking elderly. 
wanking off the gilfs. Motherfucker. And now he's out here fucking raping, raping homeless people, cruising behind dumpsters and shit, hunting and shit. Man, Aaron Hernandez, wherever the fuck you are right now, eat your motherfucking heart out. You ain't got shit. You ain't even you ain't even the best murdering criminal ass fucking raping ass tight end ever. That belongs to Kellen Winslow Jr. And you probably haven't even you're probably listening to this shit like nah, no fucking way. Way, homies. Y'all didn't hear about it because it's in San Diego. I haven't heard shit about this on on, on ever. I, I caught this shit on Instagram of all things. Somebody ha- happened to plaster this motherfucker's face like Bob Kraft and shit on here. This motherfucker out here, uh, wild for the motherfucking night, howling at the motherfucking moon. So, I mean, here I was about to scratch that off the list of shit to talk about, and I just had to fucking go lead off bat on that shit. Had to give y'all a, a little lesson. And local uh, Dago legends, Dago California legends over here, Went Kellen Winslow Jr., couldn't make it on the football field. You heard him fucking ranting and raving, acting like a motherfucking fool. You could tell by that interview when he was in college, that something wasn't right. But now he, he's out of the he's out of the league. I don't even remember how long he lasted in the league. Where did he fucking get drafted? Let's see this shit. So you, you Google his name and that's all that pops up. You can't even find anything about him in football. That's some shit. When you completely... Uh, oh, Cleveland Browns. That's right. He was drafted by the Cleveland Browns. That's right. In the first round. Was it? No, maybe the second round. Some, something like that. But anyways, he was drafted by the Cleveland Browns in 2006. Now look at the Browns. Browns are motherfuckers now. So anyways, there's Kellen Winslow Jr. Go, go and Google that shit. Moving right a fucking along. What else do we got on this shit? I got my young ho. My young ho's making fucking uh, uh, um, waves again. Just won't go away. If y'all don't know who my young ho is. Um, my young ho, uh, my young ho Ku. I think his real name is Kuyo Ho. Uh, I'm not trying to fuck his name up, man. Kuyo Ho. Kuyo Ho. <laughs> uh, my young ho, uh, his name is Young Ho Ku. I follow him on Instagram, so I'm going to look up. Uh, young Ho. Yep, there it is. Young Ho Ku. And I call him my young ho. Uh, my young ho's out here. Um, he's playing in the AFL now. He's he's famous for missing like four game-winning um uh, field goals last year for the Chargers, for the L.A. Chargers, for the new L.A. Chargers. Um, the Chargers started off the season 0-4, would have made the playoffs easily if this motherfucker hadn't missed like 16 field goals in four games, including like three game winners. This motherfucker single-handedly lost four games for the fucking Chargers and they ended up missing the playoffs by like a game or two. Started off 0-4. Now this dude plays for the Atlanta Legends, which is a, a AAF team, that that new uh, arena. It's not even arena. It's some kind of American Association football or some shit. Some bullshit. Some, uh, not even Bellator. I saw some World Series of Fighting Football League. This motherfucker, Myung Ho Ku, made a fucking field goal, a game-winning field goal in a, a, a 17-14 to 14, uh, World Se- Series of Fighting Football game. And now he's out here fucking posting it like he's a motherfucking legend. Posting, uh, 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 he's back. What does this one say? Legends are made in Atlanta. Legends. This dude out here calling himself a fucking legend, homie. You, you the fucking uh, Ryan Bader uh, of, of fucking football. Ryan Bader out here uh, calling himself the, the fucking champ champ and shit like he doesn't fight for Bellator. You can't be a motherfucking champ champ if you fight for Bellator. 
Just like UConn's women basketball can't have the best basketball team ever because they play women's basketball. You fight in Bellator. You're not in the NFL. Motherfucker, you kicking for the AAF Atlanta some bullshits. The, the Atlanta uh, uh, fuck-arounds or some bullshit like that. You making fucking little, little, little field goal kicks against uh, minor league players. And you out here posting shit like you're on your grind and shit. My young hoe out here. Still, he won't let it die. I'm telling you, this is what happened when your boy Moody Hank gets on that ass. Motherfuckers, uh, uh, they can't let it go. They can't let that, that, that attention go. They do whatever they can. Look at Floyd Mayweather. Oscar De La Hoya all the time starting trying to get into my, my, my fucking crosshairs. You just saw Polly Malinaji last week get into my motherfucking crosshairs again. My young ho, I try to let him go. He's back. I'm just waiting for my favorite Ramsey. Uh, uh, the only Ramsey I know is Jean Benet. He's going to come back with some bullshit. Jalen Ramsey, they got motherfucking uh, 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 Nick Foles. So it ain't, they finally got rid of uh, Bortles out there in, in Jacksonville. So I'm sure he's going to start popping shit. He's going to get back on the radar and shit. So these motherfuckers, once they get on the Whiskey Sick podcast, it's just like an addiction. And this motherfucker out here begging for my attention, posting shit on Instagram, my young ho. Uh, calm the fuck down. You out here playing uh, women's college basketball. That's the, that's the equivalent of what you're doing out there, uh, making field goal kicks uh, in the arena league or some bullshit, whatever the fuck you're playing in. Fuck out of here. Ryan Bader, you ain't no champ champ. You ain't a champ. You, you, you fighting Bellator. I could go to uh, my local um, Indian reservation and win two belts and call myself the champ champ. Except I would. I'd be talking all sorts of shit. Call myself the real champ and shit. Anyways, so my young ho, that's another motherfucker I was going to scratch off this week. Give him a shout out. My young ho, I still see you. I still follow you. Um, I noticed this post came back. Um, when was this shit? This was like February 10th. This shit was a month and a half ago. That was your last post. So let me get this straight, my young ho. You haven't posted since February 10th when you made a game-winning field goal in the World Series of Fighting Football League. And you haven't posted since. What's that to tell me? You've been missing field goals ever since, huh? You haven't made a field goal since you posted that motherfucking shit, huh? Post some new shit. Post those missed field goals. Don't make me go into the motherfucking archives. Don't make me go to YouTube and expose yourself. Uh, Jesse Smollett, you on the motherfucking spot, homie. If you can be posting your little game-winning World Series of fighting football kicks, come post the ones where you're hooking that shit. Come push that when you come. Come show me the ones where you're pushing it wide right. I want to see that shit. That's how we know you. That's why you're famous. You're famous for missing kicks, my my homie. You're not even really famous. I just keep you alive in spirit. Moving right along. Fuck. We had a lot of fight shit. We got to talk about all sorts of fight shit. Uh, let's just get into fight shit, man. Uh, last night was uh, Wonder Boy versus uh, Pettis. I don't, think, I don't think I gave my, my picks for this. By the way, the uh, weekend before that, uh, I'm back. The Golden Picks are back. Came out on fire. Picked Masvidal. To come out here and beat Darren Till. You saw that. Not only did uh, Jorge Masvidal beat Darren Till and knock Darren Till out. Then he goes over to to, to the homie uh, Leon Edwards who just won a fight against Gunnar Nelson. And, and, and as you saw, hit him with the three-piece in the soda. You know, this dude Leon Edwards, if you didn't see, got uh, went by um, Jorge Masvidal's doing an interview with, with Bad Little Betty. 
Bad Little Betty on ESPN, you know, uh, taking in the shine. And this dude, Leon Edwards, walks by with some smart shit, says some smart shit, trying to dull a homie shine. Uh, and and, and uh, homie Masvidal said, what? Like, I won't step away from this uh, uh, bomb little bad little Betty live on ESPN and, and serve you up like a bar and grill. And that's exactly what Jorge Masvidal did. This poor, poor bastard, Leon, uh, Leon Edwards, uh, was out back at the dumpster with uh, Kellen Winslow Jr. begging for cold scraps and caught himself a motherfucking hot lunch. Jorge out here serving up hot lunches live on ESPN after the fight. Hits this motherfucker with a, three, with a four piece. Hits him with a one, two, three, four. And then skate slides out. Goes 2-0 on the night. Beats two top 10 contenders in the UFC welterweight division in the same night. Socks a homie up. Dips the fuck out. Your boy Moody Hank had that shit. Picked that shit. I'm back. Uh, Masvidal was uh, was ugly early. Um, he he very first punch that Darren Till threw, he landed a straight left that that sat uh, Masvidal down. Um, but um, Darren Till, man, he, he looked good. Problem with Darren Till, he doesn't have head movement. His head stays straight up, and so it's easy to find. And, and Masvidal, he's got to have the best jab I've ever seen in 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 mixed martial arts. Maybe second to George St Pierre. George St. Pierre won the fucking title and, and defended it like six times with his jab. Jorge Masvidal's jab, it, it, it's difficult to defend. It's so straight. It's, it, there's no tell in it. There's no uh, um, shoulder hitch before it comes firing out. It's, it's like literally just a straight piston. And he doubles it up really well. If you go back to his, his uh, backyard street fighting days, he, uh, I think the, the ending combination he threw was a double jab, right hand, and then finished with a jab and homie was going down. Classic shit. Classic shit. Nothing fancy. Um, he was doing some switch step shit, which eventually caught Darren Till, but he started timing Darren Till on the way in. Darren Till started kind of backing off. Darren Till just kind of starts searching uh, with his head up uh, for that left hand to, uh, to land. Um, he's not mixing it up very well. And uh, Jorge Masvidal dealt him up. Dealt him up. Leon Edwards, before he got pieced up in the back, uh, look good against Gunnar Nelson. This dude also quietly beat Donald Cerrone. I forgot all about the fact that he beat Don, Donald Cerrone uh, a couple months ago in a main event. That was one of the ones on like Fight Pass that nobody paid attention. It was like in, uh, I, I don't know, it was like in India or some shit. Nobody even knew that the shit was going on. Um, so that that's what's going on with that shit. Uh, the next one, um, so last night we had Wonder Boy versus uh, Pettis. That was really the only only decent fight that was on there. I mean, the fights were good, but there was no big names. Uh, Pettis was getting getting dotted up. He was having a hard time. He was he was having a lot of success with his leg kicks, um, but he, he got he got his nose. It looked like his nose was broken early from the hands. Yo, Wonder Boy looked good, even though he got KO'd. Wonder Boy looked good. He was actually aggressive. He was pushing the pace. You haven't seen that in a while since he he KO'd uh, 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 Johnny Hendricks. Poor bastard Johnny Hendricks. Uh, another motherfucker who's been dragged across the yard a hundred times on the Whiskey Sick podcast. But uh, he, he Wonder Boy hasn't looked like that in a while. You know, probably because he got used to fighting uh, Tyron Woodley and just, you know, kind of sitting back. But he, he was aggressive. And he got caught. He got caught with a sidekick. And then uh, Anthony Pettis caught him with like a half Superman punch. When I saw it live, I thought he jumped off the cage. I thought he pushed off the cage Superman punch. You've seen Jose Aldo do it a bunch of times. Um, hasn't No one's ever really landed it. Um, 
very good punch, but you know he kind of threw a, a Superman kick, a Superman punch after that, and, and, and clipped uh, Wonder Boy and sat him, sat him down, put him down dead. The homie looked like he was dead. Looked like he got shot from the fucking uh, sniper fire from the bell tower or some shit. He just he just collapsed um, on some modern warfare shit. Um, so good for Pettis. I don't know what the fuck this means. That was a lose lose situation for my man Wonder Boy. I don't know who the fuck his managers. What the fuck they were thinking? Maybe they just wanted to fight. They just needed a payday. Uh, but fighting uh, Anthony Pettis at welterweight does absolutely nothing for you, win or lose. You're fighting. If you win, you beat up a 155-pounder, a guy who actually cut to 145 to fight for the title against Max Holloway. You beat him, a guy coming off of a loss. Um, what does it do for you? He's not even a welterweight. You know, he's he's definitely not ranked as a welterweight. So, and you're you know a fight or two removed from a, a championship shot. Um. Lost a tough one to Darren Till himself, which I thought he actually won. And then if you lose to him, which he just did, now you lost to a 155-pounder, unranked at welterweight, who's never fought, well, he had fought amateurly or, or on his way up in the smaller shows at 170 because a lot of those back in the day, they didn't have 155-pound divisions. Um, so he has competed at 170 before, but not in the UFC. Um, so that was his debut at 170. He even uh, Pettis even mentioned that he doesn't even he may or may not stay there. He still has a lot of fights at one at 155 that he wants. Uh, wherever Rafael dos Anjos plans on fighting next is probably where Pettis is going to fight next because he wants that fight back, which makes a lot of sense. That's how he lost his belt at 155. The uh, Rafael dos Anjos just pappied him, sunned him up proper, just pappied that motherfucking ass. Um, so now Pettis gets a knockout, and you're like, okay, he, he fucking, he beat Wonder Boy. That's about all he can beat at the welterweight division. He was undersized there. He was getting, uh, he was getting picked apart before that. He was having a lot of success with the leg kicks, but that was about it. Uh, he don't want nobody like Colby. He don't want nobody like Usman. He don't want nobody like Woodley. He don't want nobody like Askren. He don't want nobody like Lawler. He don't want nobody, uh... Like Matt Brown, he don't want nobody like, I, I don't know, anybody at 170. Uh, even Cerrone at, 50, at, at 170. Maybe they could have a rematch. Remember, uh, Pettis put put uh, Cerrone away with a fucking body kick back in the day at 155. I don't know. Speaking of Cerrone, he was going to fight. I was over here trying to act like I was uh, announcing breaking news and shit a couple podcasts ago when I was saying that Cerrone was fighting uh, McGregor. That fucking fell through because Conor McGregor uh, got into some Conor McGregor shit and started uh, smashing cell phones or stealing cell phones or some bullshit. I get it. Homie was getting pictures taken, probably didn't want it. Um, He wants the attention until he doesn't, and then, uh, you know, he gets more attention by acting like a buffoon. Um, I don't know if that's what caused uh, this fight not to happen. I know they were trying to make it a non-main event, which is fucking stupid. Um, which I thought would actually help Conor McGregor fighting three rounds instead of five, but McGregor wants to five. He wants to, he want, he, hey, it's below, it's ego speaking right there, man. He can't, can't do anything other than a main event now. He's been, he, he made a hundred million dollars to fight Floyd Mayweather. You think he can look Floyd Mayweather in the eye to, and tell him that he's not even a main event now in the UFC? Nah, Floyd Mayweather would be roasting his motherfucking ass. That's why, that's the only reason he didn't want it. Floyd Mayweather is the reason why Conor McGregor didn't want a, a non-main event fight. Because he knew, his ego knew that that motherfucker Floyd was going to come and talk that shit. And he'd have a fucking point. You ain't even a main event anymore in UFC. But that fell through anyway. Cerrone's going to fight Raging Al Iaquinta. I thought they fought uh, back in the day, but I guess not. One of the few people fucking Cerrone hasn't fought. 
uh, a good fight. You know, it's going to be good to see Cerrone back down at one at 155. I know he fought that Her, uh, Hernandez kid at, at one. I think it was back at 155. Um, a lot better fights for him at 155. He can actually maybe maybe contend for a title. Um, that's a tough fight. We'll, we'll get into that. I ain't making my pick now. I got I got to you know. Um, I got to get on a roll here. I I didn't put anything on wax for Pettis um, versus Wonder Boy. Had I, I would have picked Wonder Boy, and I would have come to a screeching halt uh, with my golden picks, but I'm not going to. I didn't make it. I didn't put it on wax, so it ain't a motherfucking official. You ain't doing me like that. Um, What else do we got? Fight news. Ferguson. Tony Ferguson. Fucking Tony Ferguson went, uh, here's Johnny on motherfuckers. Uh, lost its goddamn mind if you didn't hear about that shit. Uh, we we're all wondering um, why a homie um, didn't didn't get a, a tie. Well, he wanted to stay and fight Khabib. I, I get that, but now you have uh, Max versus Poirier for interim belt, and you're like, well, where, where the fuck was Tony? Um, and then you heard that Tony was holding out. He wanted an actual belt, which I get. You know, he's won like 15 fights in a row. That's like more like 12 fights in a row. He wants the actual real belt. He had the interim belt. I think they took it away from him when he blew his knee out when he was walking uh, in the back with his sunglasses at noon uh, backstage in the Fox st- uh, studio. Blew out his fucking knee tripping on cords because he wears his sunglasses at night. Look, homie was weird from the get-go. We all knew that shit. Not, not like... Uh, um, Diego Sanchez weird like like uh, Kel Winslow Jr. weird like just a little off if you know if you know what I mean it's just a little little weird um, so this was posted the other day um, on February 19th police conducted a welfare check on Tony Ferguson after he made unknown threats and his wife and son left their house according to a separate police report police spoke to an unidentified female who stated Tony Ferguson had not slept for three days and was tearing apart the home and broke apart the fireplace and believed someone placed a computer chip in his leg this is meth homies this is that this is that Walt White uh, this is this is that that fucking Heisenberg. This is that 505 area code, uh, New Mexico, Albuquerque, uh, uh, blue fire. This motherfucker uh, is uh, smoking meth. This is meth behavior, homies. I'm telling you right now, uh, or speed, some some shit like that. This this is fucking. This isn't um, sniffing sharpies or anything like that. This isn't uh, snorting bath salts or anything like that. This this is this is meth. Classic meth shit. The first thing you know, the first paranoia. When you start thinking the fucking CIA is after you, aliens are spying on you, that kind of shit. All crazy people. I'm sure Kellen Winslow Jr. knows dealing with a lot of homeless people. I used to deal with a lot of homeless people at my job. That's always their go-to shit. They're, when you know how batshit crazy they are is when they start telling you that they're being followed by the government or, or fucking space aliens. Uh, that's how you fucking know it's that meth. It's always the same fucking hallucinations or some shit. Ask Kellen Winslow Jr. if you don't believe me. An unidentified male who called the police said the fighter had told him someone was inside his walls. Inside a motherfucker's walls. Like on some John Wayne Gacy hide bodies in the walls type shit. That's out there, homies. Nearly two hours after the police made contact, his old lady told police her husband's trainer couldn't find him to leave the house to see a doctor. Just three days earlier, Christina Ferguson called the police from a nearby park after leaving their home. She said that while Tony Ferguson hadn't been violent to her or anyone else, she was concerned for her husband's well-being. In police comments on the incident, she reported that he kept throwing holy water at her. And his conditions redacted in the report had been getting worse. 
He also refused to go to the hospital. My man is on that motherfucking Heisenberg. That, that fucking Walt White. He's, he's smoking some weird ass shit. This can't be some uh, uh, um, Eddie Bravo uh, conspiracy uh, brainwashing shit. This is beyond even Eddie Bravo's corruption. Mind corruption. Uh, love me some Eddie Bravo. That dude believes in some weird ass shit. He can get you to believe in some weird ass shit. So at first you're thinking, well, no, he's just, he's just, uh, you know, um, Eddie Bravo's getting his Jim Jones on and is influencing uh, Tony Ferguson a little too much, making him go a little fucking crazy. Nah, Tony Ferguson's on his own on this one. Sounds like little homie uh, um, fell off the wagon. Maybe some old habits. Maybe it's some new habits out there in, in, in like Huntington Beach or wherever the fuck he's from. He's from like Orange County. Not from, but that's where he, he, he resides and shit like that. What did this say, say in the report? Did it say... Um, ah, doesn't even fucking say. But anyways, shed a little light on your boy Tony Ferguson. Homies out out here going fucking Jack Torrance on motherfuckers, just going absolute fucking crazy. Uh, um, good luck to him. I don't know what's fucking next for him. You probably got to get him some kind of exact uh, uh evaluation of some sort. Um, just another. This is just another part of the curse, the Khabib curse. We were going to finally get it for like the fifth or sixth time, literally. They were going to make this fight. And once again, it's not going to happen because Tony Ferguson uh, uh, started smoking meth and, and went fucking crazy. And I, I, I don't know what to say. So that, that fight is doomed. It's never going to fucking happen. TJ Dillashaw said, oh, yeah, motherfucker. Hold my beer. I'm going to steal the motherfucking headlines back. A couple months ago, he was on Joe Rogan. The homie Dillashaw was on Joe Rogan before he fought Henry Cejudo. For, he went down to 125. He was on Joe Rogan talking about for literally two hours. He was jocking this motherfucking trainer. He, he even brought his, his personal trainer uh, on the show. Said he moved to California from Colorado to, to, to like Orange County area because of this motherfucker. Um, this, this new trainer. I don't know what the fuck. He, he was just fucking wanking him off. Uh, on some fucking massage parlor, Bob Craft wank off shit right there in the studio with uh with uh Joe Rogan talking about how this guy had this new he motivated him had this new method and in in his own words told me he's like I'm 125 and I'm jacked talking about he's in the best shape of his life if you saw him he was fucking jacked he's ripped beyond belief and then there we find out. He's been training with uh with Creed son with Apollo Creed son. Uh, Jordan B. Anthony and, and Nick Cannon, they all uh, three-way swapping them needles in the behind, uh, homie. Uh, they didn't say exactly what he, he tested positive for, but when, when a homie, T.J. Dillashaw, came out, before any reports even came out, he just came out and, and, and fucking socked the motherfucker in the face on some surprise shit, uh, came out and said he was relinquishing the belt because he, he was flagged by USADA, and he was relinquishing the belt because he was going to be suspended for a year. I didn't see anything about how he was innocent or anything like that. The homie knew damn well. So what we're putting all these puzzle pieces together is what happened here is uh, the homie uh, that he was uh, jerking off with his mouth in the Joe Rogan studio that day um, probably had sold our man TJ Dillashaw a bill of goods about how he had this new process of juicing motherfuckers and not being caught. He sold this motherfucker, who he, he hoodwinked this motherfucker um, into believing that he, not only did he have good uh, lifting mech, uh, techniques that have never been discovered before, like, because, you know, 
every single way to uh, lift the weight hasn't been thought of before. Uh, but I also got a way that you won't be found found out. Uh, caught cheating, taking them steroids and shit, homie. And, and the homie uh, Dillashaw got flim-flammed, horn-swoggled, whatever the fuck you want to call it. He bit hook, line, hook, line, and sinker. Believe this motherfucker's bullshit. Year later, he's pissing hot. He's pissing that nuclear flame. He's, he's pissing that, that fucking Hulk, Hulk juice piss. That, that glow-in-the-dark piss. Motherfucker had muscles on top of muscles and shit when he was probably, when he was back knocking out Cody. He's knocking out Cody Garbrandt. Somewhere Cody Garbrandt is, is, is fucking fuming. Guy's ass knocked out twice by a juice head. And you say, well, we don't know for sure that he was, he was on juice. I don't know. When you come out here and, and, and you get ahead of the story and, and you relinquish your fucking belt and just accept the punishment, that means you knew. That means you motherfucking knew. You got hoodwinked. You got flim-flammed. Didn't work out for you. And then this dude was on, on that podcast the whole fucking day. Uh, for like three hours talking about, you know, shit about motherfuckers who got caught juicing. Isn't that how it works? That's what all these motherfuckers do now. So anybody you hear that's like really strongly against this shit is probably doing it themselves. It's like the it's like back in the day, the dudes that, that were like super homophobic were probably gay themselves. You remember like you, you always ran into people who were like get physically angry if they were around somebody who was gay or something like that. And you're like, why, why does it bother you so much? It bothered them so much because they were fucking gay. And, and, and they couldn't accept it. That's these, these juicers are the, the exact same way. Um, this motherfucker out here uh, uh, fucking juicing his ass off. You got Tony Ferguson out here fucking uh, going Jason Mayhem Miller. These two are, are fighting for headlines now. You got fucking Ferguson just totally steez jacking. Now that I think about it, totally steez jacking this Jason Miller shit. Remember Mayhem Miller? He was the first, first dude to go crazy off some meth in Orange County. Now I think about it. I'm putting, putting two and two together now. This motherfucking Ferguson out here uh, copyright infringing. No bibliography. No sources cited. On our man, Jason Mayhem Miller, taking that meth to a whole new level. Remember, uh, Jason Mayhem Miller was smoking that meth and then locked himself ass naked in an abandoned church. And then that SWAT teams had to go and take him out and shit. Yeah, yeah, this is fucking Tony Ferguson's trying to get up on that motherfucking level. We see you, homie, we see you. Dillashaw, hold your head, homie. Hold your head, you're out there talking all that shit. And then now look at you. You're out there with Jordan. We knew when we saw you with Jordan B. And, uh, ja uh, Jordan, Michael B. Jordan. And Nick Cannon, we saw y'all hanging together. We knew something was up. And needle sharing. Needle sharing in the booty holes. Not good, homies. <sighs> Fuck else do we got? Fuck else do we got? I think that's it. I think that's it for fight talk, man. That's that's like solid. Solid little fight talk. What's next, though? There's a there's a good fight. Um, what do we have next? I just put I just put my fucking picks on wax right now. I think it's actually a good fight. I think it's like Gaethje versus somebody. Anytime you oh god. Damn. God damn. You have Justin Gaethje versus Edson Barbosa this weekend on ESPN. Not that bullshit ESPN Plus, but actual ESPN. Like, I ain't gonna fuck ESPN Plus. Now all fights are on ESPN. And now you have to get ESPN Plus before you can buy a pay-per-view. I'm telling you, man. They're just, they're just making it they're just making it more justifiable to myself to keep jacking them. To keep taking them streams. Because you keep making it harder and harder for us. Get rid of that pay-per-view. Get rid of this pay shit. you imagine having to pay pay-per-view uh, uh, pay prices to watch the Super Bowl? 
If they had the Super Bowl on pay-per-view, fuck that. The Super Bowl isn't on pay-per-view. No fucking fight should be. Anyways, Barbosa versus Gaethje. This is tough. You got two of the best leg kickers to ever motherfucking do it. They're going to be kicking each other's legs back and forth. If I had to choose one, god damn, Edson Barbosa is such a motherfucker, but so is Justin Gaethje. He keeps coming, but he can be finished. I'm going to take Edson Barbosa. I'm going to take Barbosa just because Gaethje takes so much punishment. He's just going to eventually have to, he's going to he's gonna get cracked. But he could fucking land some shit too on Edson Barbosa just coming straight forward. Barbosa's going to have to be on his, on, on his, uh, on his bike. He's going to have to have to be on his bike circling that fucking cage and not letting Gaethje just fucking bully him. and go Because Gaethje's just going to come straight forward throwing them leg kicks. Straight forward throwing the legs. Bite on the mouthpiece, head down, throw overhands, and, and throw leg kicks. That's what he's going to do. So Edson Barbosa, you know, he usually needs to operate with some room when he's throwing that spinning shit. Um, he's got solid hands. Um, he's just got to stay on his bike. He's got to keep circling. I think Edson Barbosa can win that. Uh, David Branch versus Jack Hermanson. Uh, that's a tough fight right there, man. I'll take David Branch on that. You have Josh Emmett versus Michael Johnson. Josh Emmett just had a big win. I know he beat a big name. Uh, well, let me click on his name. I know he beat somebody big. Uh, I think this is at 145, uh, versus Michael Johnson. Hmm. Tough. I'm going to take Josh Emmett. Carolina, bad little Betty Kovacavich uh, versus Michelle, bad little Betty, Betty Watterson. I mean, this is, this is, this is a stroke off fight right here. This is a, this is a straight, uh, make sure the, the women and children are not in the room. Um, this is straight chonies. No, this is just straight murder champs, no chonies. Murder champs, no chonies type of fight right here. Carolina Kovacavich versus Michelle Watterson. Woo-wee. Um, I don't know who to take on that shit. I'll take, damn, I'll take Carolina Kovalkiewicz on that shit. And that's pretty much it for that shit. Nobody else. Were, uh, Ross Pearson versus Desmond Green. I'll take uh, anybody other than Ross Pearson. Uh, Ray Borg is fighting. So, yeah, there you have it. Edson Barbosa versus Gaethje is next. Um, good shit. Moving right the fuck along. Let me save this shit before I lose it. There we go. My fucking Mac, man, it's been, uh, you know, I've had it for a while, and this shit's been just turning off on itself, straight up, not turning on, it's on, on some weird shit, it's trying to get me to buy a new fucking Mac of goddamn Apple, start making shit not work, and then you have to go and buy a new one, I refuse, um, so I'm terrified that this shit is just gonna shut off on me, um, and lose my, my fucking gold, my gems, uh, what else do we got uh, today on, on here? Fucking Bob Craft. We already talked a little bit about Bob Craft. Homie's back in the news um, talking about uh, he pled. Uh, first, you know, he came out when he first got caught um, in the jerk-off uh, tug shop. When he got caught in the, the wank club, uh, he started talking about uh, unequivocally uh, innocent of all charges. His his lawyer came out talking about uh, put his foot down that they un- uh, uh, absolutely untrue, homie. You had to know there was video. He, they couldn't have known it was Bob Kraft. I mean, what was was a chick in there fucking describing moles on his fucking shooter and shit? Um, positively ID the shooter. No, they had to have actual video evidence, motherfucker, to know that it was Bob Kraft in there. Um, so, anyways, uh, he comes out and pleads his innocence only to plead his guilt. And now the homie has pled guilty, and now he's making a, a, a motion to have all the evidence suppressed so that none of us can read about the sick shit this motherfucker was up to. The sick-ass shit this motherfucker was up to. Uh, he basically, um, 
Where the tape's at? Where's the video? We're trying to see that video on some Randy Couture shit. This motherfucker probably got his own Randy Couture video out there floating around being shopped. And homie's trying to suppress all that shit so you don't see homie getting tugged on uh, by a little Asian lady in, in the fucking wank shop. Uh, let's see it. Let's just see it, homie. Uh, uh, it's, it's out now. You know somebody's got it. Um, Randy Couture survived um, hovering over his iPhone and jerking off on, uh, onto it. You'll survive this too, Mr. Kraft. You'll survive this too, but we need to see the motherfucking tape. We need to to read what kind of weird shit you had this young lady doing to you uh, the morning of the AFC Championship game. My man's out here, out here getting tub, tug jobs in motherfucking Florida and then flying to Kansas City, Missouri right after. Like, this tug spot must have been... Fire! I mean, this shit must have been like the top notch of all wank shops. If this motherfucker's flying all the way to Florida just to get wanked off, and then out of all the wank shops, you go to the one where the FBI is watching and shit and trying to do sting operations and shit. You you fucked up in the game, Robert Kraft. We already know. Just let us see the motherfucking video, homie. Sell that shit like Kim K. Let's see that shit. If Randy Couture could do it, I want to see whose fuck game is better. Whose stroke game is better. Is it Randy Couture or is it Robert Kraft? Both pushing the same age. Let's see that shit. I want to see that shit. So our home, homie Bob Kraft not only now is pleading um, guilty. He's trying to find a plea deal. He's trying. He, he ain't trying to go to motherfucking jail. Um, where he's going to get unwanted jerk jobs in the motherfucking uh, showers and shit. In the holding cells. He's trying to get that. Not only that, he wants everything um, kept under wraps. He don't want you reading about uh, how how he liked a pinky uh, up his up his booty hole uh, while he was getting jerked off in the mouth of some little Asian lady um, who was uh, probably there against her will, um, probably stolen and kidnapped and, and thrown up in there uh, and made to uh, suck Robert Kraft's dick. That's some shit. That's some shit right there. Moving right along, what else do we got on the docket here? I already got to Kellen, already got to that, got to um, Gucci, you motherfuckers. I tried to let this Gucci go. I tried to let these motherfuckers go. I gave them a free pass. Y'all have to know I didn't come at them when they they made that blackface shit. They made those blackface uh, um, turtlenecks that covered your fucking face with like red lipstick on it. It was some fucked up minstrel show shit. Like... You couldn't help but think of that shit when you saw that shit. I'm not one to 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 jump in on a, you know this all you know this is racist that's racist. Come on, man, you out there with the fucking minstrel show, a uh, 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 blackface fucking um, um, turtlenecks out here for fucking modeling it with a bunch of white people rocking and shit. I let that go. I thought it was sensitive shit. I wasn't gonna go there. Um, dumb fucks. Now these motherfuckers. If you remember in the early episodes. By the way, by the way, if you go back onto, onto iTunes now, all of the episodes, I figured it out beforehand. It was only allowing me to, to, to put on like 20, 25 episodes. Now you can go all the way back. I figured out how, to, how it'll put all of the shows on iTunes. So you can go literally all the way back to the first episodes. Go back. Go back. You'll hear about the, I forget who it was, I think it was like Nordstrom's or, or some shit like that was selling soiled jeans. These motherfuckers were were selling soiled jeans. Jeans with dirt 
like caked in mud already. Like they were hanging on the rack dripping with mud. Like already shat in pants. Like they already Hershey squirted in the pants for you. Like they were selling dirty ass jeans for like a grip of dough. Well, Gucci said on some hold my beer shit, on some some, uh, fucking... Jesse Smollett, uh, uh, R. Kelly, back and forth, uh, Mr. One Upper type shit comes out here, and now they're selling uh, uh, dirty kicks. They're selling dirty kicks already. They, they're paying interns to walk around and stomp in dog shit and bring them back and sell them for eight hundred and ninety motherfucking dollars. I'm no no bullshit. These things are called. Uh, look at them. Um, I'm looking at them right now. They're men's screener GG high top. They look like some nineteen. 19- 42 um adidas um dusty ass motherfucker they look antique they look like they belong in a fucking smithsonian museum or some shit they got turd they've been they've been walked through dog shit already and they're just sitting there in a fucking box for you to buy for like 890 dollars let me go back here and see how much this shit is 870 dollars these gucci fucking sneakers they're ugly as motherfucking shit they're ugly as motherfucking shit. Um, they're on some 1940s shit. Already got doo-doo stains on them. Already been stomped through the motherfucking mud. Uh, ran over. Um, a homie picked them up. You, they're straight up out the fucking dumpster. You found these at a fucking yard sale. They just go around uh, buying all the yard sale, old yard sale, dusty-ass kicks, and then they stick them in their fucking showroom and sell them for $870, and motherfuckers are going to buy this shit. Motherfuckers like you, Kanye West. I know you on that weird-ass shit. You have them ugly-ass shoes that you even fucking designed, so I know this is right up your motherfucking alley to be everybody. He, he's uh, the ultimate con- contrarian. Anything, uh, he'll, he'll support anything that everybody else has. So if everybody else says this shit's whack, you know Kanye West is going to jump on that shit. You'll be seeing him uh, um, ranting at at the TMZ fucking uh, studios, rocking these motherfucking kicks. I guarantee guarantee this got Kanye West written all over this motherfucking shit. Go check that out. Gucci. uh, It's even on there. They got it at the Gucci fucking website right here. Gucci footwear. They got it on people. Gucci's website right here. This this ain't no bullshit. Gucci fucking website. They got them in multiple colors. They got them in in high tops. They got them in low cuts. Um, Let's see these ones. These ones got little jewelry on the side. These things got jewelry on them. How much is this shit going for? Let me see this. I want to cop these. Let me see if I can cop these right here live. Live on motherfucking air. What are these, like, fucking, I don't know what these are, like, old-ass Adidas or some shit? It won't even tell me. Anyways, fuck it. Go Google that shit for your goddamn self. Using my fucking megabytes and shit, all my fucking data for you fools. Fuck out of here. Let me save this shit. I'm back. I'm back, homies. What else we got on here, man? Woo! Almost out of breath. Already 50 minutes into this motherfucker. Um... If you haven't done the Florida Man Challenge, do the motherfucking Florida Man Challenge. I saw this shit on motherfucking Instagram. Everything dope comes from Instagram. Everything dope is a meme. If you are, if it isn't a meme, it's not it's not dope. It's it's just not it it's just not real to me. Um, check this shit out. Um, where is it? Where is it? Florida Man Challenge. Oh yeah, so I saw this meme. It says everybody Google Florida Man, followed by your birthday. Florida Man, for example, Florida Man August twenty second, and tell me what you get. Minus Florida Man tries to attack neighbor with a tractor. Do this shit. And the reason why this works is because um, all the weird shit that you read about, and a lot of these old stories and shit that I've done throughout the fucking years now on the Whiskey Sick podcast. 
I would say a solid 80% of like the weird sick ass shit that happens, yeah, you know, like um, nurses or, or, or security guards um, farting in the faces of, you know, patients in the, in the hospital, which we've done recently. That was actually in New Mexico, but you get the fucking point. Most of the time they're in Florida. So there's usually some, I don't know what it is about the swamps, the Everglades or, or, or what the fuck, if they, if it like gives off some kind of vapor and people just get high or some shit and they just go crazy. Remember the dude that got high off of the uh, bath salts and, and, and ran around naked and literally ate a man's face off in public, uh, several years back that was in Florida. Um, so let's do this. Um, Florida, man, my birthday, February 5th. Let's see what the fuck we got. We got Florida Man Challenge list. I guess it's, oh, I guess this is a big fucking deal. List of Florida Man Challenge. Um, oh, here it is. Here's a good one for me. February 5th. February. Man arrested after threatening to kidnap Lana Del Rey at Orlando concert. Woo! That's mine. That's mine. So he didn't actually do it or try to. He was just, he just threatened to kidnap Lana Del Rey at, at a motherfucking concert. Um, that's, that's pretty dope. Uh, Florida Man Challenge list of uh, stories three days ago. So now it's just, so I, 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 in, yeah, here we go. Florida Man arrested after threatening. Let's see what this guy's name is. Lana DeRoy. Hey, I, I, listen, I never, you, you never want to threaten to do anything to anybody, but Lana DeRay, if, you, if you're going to try to do something, there's a bad little um, undercover Betty right here, man. I, I never really looked at this lady. And this fool, uh, Michael Sean Hunt, is a weird-looking motherfucker. So he definitely looks like he's from Florida himself. Um, I don't know if he's from Florida. Um it says, uh, you know, Orlando PD left, a, you know, put a post a, a picture of him, Sean Hunt, 43 year old man, uh, charged with ag- aggravated stalk- stalking. That's my Florida man challenge. Uh, check what your Florida man challenge is. Uh, probably some weird fucking shit. My old lady's was some weird shit. I can't remember what hers was, um, but that's some new shit going around on on the fucking memes. I want to give a shout out before I forget. The show's coming to an end. Um. Mike Trout, Trizzy Trout, Nathaniel to you, motherfuckers. Mike, Trizzy Trout, Nathaniel to you, motherfuckers. If you don't know, um, I'm an Angels fan, and every year I go out, you know, with the with the podcast. If you've been listening, you know what teams I rock with. But I feel like every so often I have to state publicly, put on wax the teams I fucks with, my fucking teams, so that if they ever do um, have a good run, it doesn't look like I'm a bandwagon fan. Well, I'm a D boys motherfucking fan first and foremost. See, so got cut off there for a second. Anyways, I'm a D-Boys fan first and foremost. Then I'm an Angels fan. Grew up going to that game. So Trizzy Trout, Nathaniel San, uh, signing a, a, basically a 10-year extension because he was already signed for another two years. But it's a 12-year contract for $430 million motherfucking dollars. Mike Trout, the, the, the richest sports contract ever doled out. My man could pay to fuck your Betty. No Betty is safe. Not yours. Not mine. Not nobody's. When you got 430 million motherfucking dollars, nobody's Betty is safe. This motherfucker Trout is now going to be an angel for motherfucking life. I was already, I think I even mentioned it on the podcast, I was already distraught over Anthony Davis. I'm also a Pelicans fan. The only fucking Pelicans fan outside of New Orleans that you fucking know. That, that Admit it, Pelicans fan. On wax Pelicans fan, and I'm also a fucking Ducks fan. Uh, for NHL, I'm a Ducks fan. Uh, Anaheim, shit. Uh, grew up in the area, uh, going there and shit. Uh, so, uh, you know, I was already distraught over AD leaving my Pelicans and shit. Now, now it's turning into a weird kind of. Uh, it's like a. 
It's like when two people get divorced but still stay in the same home while they're separated and shit and they're living together but they're divorced. That's the kind of shit that's going on with AD right now and the Pelicans. Like he plays like 10 minutes a game like just so he plays and the, and the NBA doesn't find them for sitting one of their best players uh, out. Um, and now you have – so I, I was I was 100% certain that fucking Trout was going to go back and, and play for the Philadelphia Phillies in two years. Um, he was going to go sign where he, he lives in, in like New Jersey real close to Philadelphia. And I, I was pretty sure that I was going to lose. Two of my teams had the best player in the league on their team. I have Mike Trout, who might be the best player in baseball ever, ever to play. And I'm a huge Ken Griffey Jr. fan. That was my first like real big-time like hero was Ken Griffey Jr. He was the best baseball player I'd ever seen. Now it's Trout. I think Trout is better than barring any injury or anything like that. Griffey got marred with injury or he would have been the guy to hit 800 home runs. Only dude, not on that TJ Dillashaw. Not on that TJ Dillashaw shit hitting 800 home runs. Not on the TJ. And, and so I was pretty certain that, you know, and then AD, I think he's the best basketball player in the NBA and he's on my team. So I got two of the best players in their sports on, on my teams. And I was about to lose them both at the same time. Now, if the Pelicans can find a way to trade AD to a, to whoever wins the lottery and gets the number one pick and we can end up with Zion Williamson, I'll take that shit. Or even if we can get that Ja Morant at number two, even three-ish maybe, depending on where he goes, I'll take him. You put him at the point, you move my man, uh, you move uh, Drew Holiday off ball like when Rondo was here a couple years ago. Now, all of a sudden, you got some shit. You got some motherfucking shit. But if we can get Zion Williamson, it's all done. So then I was also... Um, Thinking I was going to lose Trizzy Trout Nathaniel. And my Angels have been dog shit for a long, long time now. Um, they've, they've made the playoffs like once in nine years or some shit. And they haven't won a playoff game. The last time they were in the playoffs, they got swept by the Kansas City Royals the year that they went to the Super, uh, to the World Series and lost. I actually went to game one of that series. And, and they got they got beat like one nothing in 11 innings or some shit like that. Uh, bullshit. So Mike Trout has never won a playoff game. Um, so I was pretty certain that this dude was going to pull some AD shit on me. And then I woke up one day, uh, uh, last week someday, and, and I read front and center on ESPN. It's the first shit I checked because I want to see if my D-boys were making some moves and shit. There's Mike, Tra- Mike Trout signed something, $430 million deal, and I was like, fuck. It happened that quick, and then I saw that it was the Angels that signed him. And I was fucking doing Homer Simpson, running around in circles on the ground. Wilding out. I was out howling at the early motherfucking moon before it went away for the day. I was out, out front at fucking 6.30 in the morning howling at what was left of the motherfucking moon. I was so goddamn happy that Trizzy Trout Nathaniel is going to be an angel for motherfucking life. You stay away from my motherfucking Betty, though, Mike Trout. This motherfucker can... You keep this motherfucker away from your Betty with that kind of money, that kind of motherfucking talent. This dude can have whatever the fuck he wants. I'm telling you, stay away from that mother. Y'all better leave that boy alone, because if you don't, remember that fucking Eminem shit? Y'all better leave that boy alone. Woo! Let's finish this shit up with some uh, hip-hop news, because there's two big, two big uh, albums dropping in the next couple days. Two actual dope MCs dropping dope motherfucking shit first off the man i've been rocking with since literally day one i saw this motherfucker down here in mira mesa in dago bitch california back in like 2011 yeah there the the, it was a little ass club called the epicenter 
Amir Mesa Boulevard, San Diego, San Diego, I'm a motherfucking ego bitch, California. And this motherfucker climbed up in the rafters at the end singing in this club and jumped down on top of me. I caught him, me and the homie Dunny caught this man and like he crowd surfed on top of us. I'm talking about the one and only Yellow Wolf. Yeller, aka Catfish Billy, this motherfucker out here dropping Trunk Music 3 next Friday. He dropped two singles already this motherfucking past week, and they are motherfucking flames. Catfish Billy is back on that Trunk Music. Now, his last album, uh, Trial by Fire, wasn't really into it. I actually like when he does like the rock and, 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 and the different types of shit. He's not always uh, strictly uh, hip-hop. The Trunk Music albums, Trunk Music and Trunk Music Returns are always straight hip-hop, straight sub, bass, 808s, and just knocking ass shit. So when he said he was coming out with Trunk Music 3, you knew this shit was going to be fucking fire. Uh, he's out here. Just listen to this shit. Aww. Catfish Billy is motherfucking back. Trunk Music 3 dropping. Dropping. Next Friday. Then my other man, my man, my mellow, my mellow, my man. Groovy Q. Schoolboy Q dropped some shit. I thought he was dropping the whole motherfucking album the other night, so I got a little mad about that. He he posted some shit on, on Instagram talking about something was about to drop, and everybody assumed it was an album. He dropped a single, a new single, called Num Num Juice. The problem with it is it's a minute and 50 seconds long. It's like half a fucking song. But it's bad as fuck. Listen to this shit. Hopping out like Jack in the Box, nigga, I'm gonna shoot If this 30's all that I got, nigga, time's up Got my coins up, my bars up Soon we find them, we gon' slide them, we line them Straight behind them, pistol grip, I got them kinds of I'm not your driver, shot gon' hit him, he won't answer I'm throwing ganja, so much work, they call me old school I remind you, that bitch you think you got is not you Where you find her, she a kickstand, a big fan I get behind her, then I slid it in, I went, I went I mean, that's bitch Shit. Dope ass shit right there. Groovy Q's coming out with a new album. No date has been uh, mentioned, but I'm pretty sure it's probably going to be uh, in the spring, early summer. So that shit's coming. Hip hop, that's the only two shits worth fucking bumping right now this year so far. Uh, two of the best motherfuckers out right now. 
If you haven't already got on Spotify, if you don't have Spotify, you're on some bullshit. If there was anything worth paying $9.99 a month for for that premium, it's Spotify. You can listen to anything ever, as much as you fucking want for $9.99. You will listen to more than $9.99 worth of music on Spotify if you pay. Trust me. Now, I know you believe we're blowing up. The Whiskey Sick Podcast is taking off. I'm not sponsored by these motherfuckers. This isn't a commercial for them motherfuckers. My shit's on there. Uh, Seth Gecko music's on on there. Go to the playlist, That Old Dope Shit. That O-L Dope Shit. It's a playlist. It's sixteen. It's 1,650 fucking songs thick right now. Me and the homie Dunny Man, the curators of this shit, adding shit all the time. These tracks are on there. My tracks are on there. All of the dope golden era of hip-hop shit is on there. Anything dope. Strictly dope shit. Telling you, 1,650 songs and counting on that motherfucker. I was just added, I added like 50 more tracks this past week on that shit. Always growing the motherfucker. It's literally known, known, motherfuckers have been begging me to change the title of the fucking thing because it's now known as the GOAT playlist. The greatest of all time playlist. I, I If you're into hip-hop, this is the greatest playlist of all times. Trust me. I dare you motherfuckers to tell me I'm lying. Go listen to that shit. Also, hit me up, SethGecko858 at Yahoo.com. Hit me up with some fucking questions, some fucking anything you want. Talk some shit to me. Just make it fucking funny. Make it fucking clever. Um, if you're going to talk that shit, come hard, come correct. Come all over my motherfucking face. Um, that's it, motherfuckers. That's it. I'm going to try to do some shit. I, you know, I left some shit out. You know, some of the shit I was planning to leave out, I ended up getting in this shit. Um, hopefully, I'll be back real soon. Um, we're nearing that three quarters of a century episode number 75. This is, uh, 72. Um, so we still fucking rocking. Tell your homies to tell, tell their motherfucking homies about the motherfucking podcast if you're digging this shit. Um, if we don't got it, you don't want it, motherfuckers. This is a Whiskey Sick Podcast. I'm Seth Gecko, a.k.a. Moody motherfucking Hank, and I'm out, motherfuckers. Be strong for your mom, but you fight with your brother in time You'll scubby, we die for each other now Climb in and buckle up, smile, cause it's not enough time We can buy love, or buy so you got love The flight, we know that you can't land The highs, we know that you can't stand Good eye, look alive, gotta run, slide The second pride is your weapon now Try not to question how I wasn't ever round Fives, I just never found ways I can tell you that I'm okay Cause I'm not innovating and there's no way I'd walk with you, wait until the phone rang But I'm taught, never mentioned to show pain So I'm lost, so patient and there's no blame you gotta keep your head and your grades up, stay tough Look him in the eyes and he strays up Fate once, took him by surprise, now they pay up Pray just in case I wake up and face Today jump, stay clutch to faith No way luck can save, I make up for days I made such a waste, stay stuck in ways Remain much the same, I gave up, ashamed to say Parking ain't far, there's a part that I can't bear It's dark and I can't spare, sparking, it's not fair Heart, it's just not there, it's hard when your thoughts prayer Caught in the crosshairs, shot down, now you lost, scared 
Hope you understand why I turn my back To hide my tears, get my word I'd act like a man But a rat can't turn that back on no It's not the same from the start I made it broke Give you promise it's hard to say oh Thank you. 